Oh, just listen to that 4 liter per under hood. Oh, it's good. Oh, just listen to the shifts of this 5 speed. Oh, this Jeep is glory. Oh, oh boy. He's at the. Oh, no. Do you know why I pulled you over, son? Uh, or, or sir? Son? Did you see my foot through the floorboard? Uh, maybe. Was it the exhaust hanging on the ground? Was that it? Not that I noticed, but... Oh, it's because I was doing 55 and a 54, right? <laughs> this vehicle could do 55. Eh, that's fair, okay. Then what's the problem, officer? I don't believe this is a legally registered and insured vehicle. It looks like someone drove a riding lawnmower through a scrapyard. Ooh, that's cold. Don't worry, though. I've got insurance. I'll prove it's in insured and registered. Check it out. Let me just move this Taco Bell wrapper. Okay. Insurance, please. Uh, wait, I've got marble. Marbles? No, marble. It's the fast, free, and easy insurance app that lets you track all of your insurance policies by keeping them all in one place. Boom, there we go. Wow, this is great. Thanks, I actually bought this YJ a few weeks ago. No, not the car, the app. It has insurance for all of your weird cars in one place. Amazing. Most people I pull over waste my time trying to look up their insurance. Once you set it up, it actually monitors your insurance so you can get alerted if there's any rate increase. You know where I could sign up? Um, yeah, just go to marblepay.com slash autopian. Just marble. I got you. It's marblepay.com slash autopian. We continued searching and we found this Volvo F7. This is basically a, uh, it's like an over the road truck, you know, like a tractor trailer, the tractor part of the tractor trailer truck converted into an RV for the DuPont family. By the way, I don't think the DuPonts were sleeping in this thing, but you know, just say, uh, yeah, you know, just say, it, you know, <laughs> the, the reason oh, one of the richest, uh, well, we'll see, we'll see if one of the richest you know, families in the world was sleeping in this thing. But anyway, like, not for nothing, but, you know, if we're going to have people actually sleep in it, the things, like, I see mold coming out of the bottom. Like, this whole thing would have to be gutted. I mean, it is just absolute crap. So, literally, we'd have to tear the entire thing out and build it back from scratch. Because, so, by the time you do all that, you might as well buy something decent. You know what I mean? That's true. I wouldn't want to use, I, I mean, I'm a man and I wouldn't want to use that toy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. You know, you want something that uh, you're not embarrassed to have a, a, a woman or anyone use the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? We have seen David's apartment though. So it's, it's better than that. concept you know it, it's it'd be multi-use but it would have been cool to have for pebble beach where hotels are expensive and you know what putting some some bloggers in an rv is a great workaround um unfortunately unfortunately that's coming well i mean fortunately it's coming up pretty soon in a couple weeks oh yeah we won't have it's we're unlikely to have an rv but you know we just gotta keep looking we'll find one eventually so we got to figure out what we're going to take up there. Yeah. Um, and we had a couple of ideas, Bo. And I, uh, it, they're not genius, but this one might. Okay. Here's the right. idea. We each pick out, either for ourselves or for someone else, a trade-in that just came in. And then we drive a trade-in. 
I recently, by the way, drove a trade-in. It was a 2007 Dodge Nitro with a catalytic converter that had been cut out. <laughs> so someone upgraded, got them a self, a nice, a nice Honda from Galpin Honda. Um, but they so they traded in this nitro and I got to drive it. And it was, we'll just say it was exciting to drive that. Uh, is this something we can look forward to seeing on future episodes of the Autopia? Yes. Uh, Absolutely. We have a cut actually that we got to show you. Oh, this thing is so loud with the cat cut out. It is <laughs> woo, loud, slow and kind of dirty. So if we, you know, we could just, anyway, the trade, it all depends. Cause we don't know what gets traded in. It, it seems very random. What gets traded in. Well, it is. So, you know, I don't know. I you get a list every day of everything that's been traded in. And I look at it avidly every day because i'm excited to, to see what see what what there is and see if i can drive it so we'll just keep an eye out on the trade-ins i like the I idea like the mystery of it you know we just don't yeah. know what it's going to be what is there something else in your collection bow that you think deserves a good trip up to pebble that you've been thinking well, about you know i'm kind of spoiled these days so i'm like i'm a comfort guy sure or yeah you know, uh, David's a little different, uh, you, you know, and, and, and uh, Jason, I think I get a good idea where you're coming from too, but I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of things here, of course, you know, uh, but we just got to figure out what, what is it that we want to do and take. So there, there is the continental with the coach doors. I, I love the idea of you chauffeuring uh, uh, Torch and I. Uh, that, Ooh, yeah. that sounded good. We could sit there smoking cigars. You could drink your brandy. It's, That's it's, nice. It's like that's, one of only a couple hundred nice. ever made, right? It's like extremely yeah. rare. Yeah, that year was one of 80. It's the first one they ever built. Also, wow. let me Because my dad out. had the last town car and the first uh, Continental. Oh, wow. Yeah, was let cool. me just point out that the Continental with the suicide doors, that the, the sort of special edition that they that they made, such a genius move. No one really cared. Like, people weren't really talking about the Continental at all. And then they came out. All they did is they probably hired some outside firm to switch the door, way the door hinges. And hundreds of thousands of people were reading about it. I was at Jalopnik at the time. It was crazy. It was the biggest story in, in automotive period at the time. When yes, it Lincoln was. couldn't get attention for anything. <laughs> By the way, I, uh, I'm on Ford's product committee. So I'm, you know, I go back there three times a year to work on product with Ford and Lincoln. I beg them beg them for years to do this. Uh, I even had to the point where I was, you know, the designers, it, we would kind of like team up on the side and, and try to, you know, put our, they had it all figured out. It was engineered. I even knew what the costs were going to be. I'm like, it's wow. totally worth it. If yes. you have a Continental with suicide doors, there's nothing else until you get to a Rolls Royce that's like it. Yeah. They're, they're not the most practical, but they're, they're going to get attention and they're super cool. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, at Continental, the timing was just the worst because it came out when cars just went in and it was all SUVs. So then with, with this constant badgering that, that we were giving them, they came up with a solution. Now, this really special edition, they think they built 80 for their 80th anniversary um, and, and they were stretched. I forget how many inches, four or five, something like that. And with the coach doors, as they call it, or suicide, as, as we call it. Yeah. And they're just so cool. Just love them. I think and, it would have one of their SUVs too. I think like oh. a Nestator with the suicide doors, the coach doors would be fantastic. And a tailgate. Uh, yeah. 
I I agree. Wow. Doors That's... are a big deal when it comes to luxury cars. Absolutely. Like, I think like a luxury SUV, for example, tailgate is a requirement. If it is a luxury yeah. SUV and it costs over a hundred grand, it has to have a drop down tailgate. You see it on the Rolls Royces. You yeah, see those it on little Range- seats. That's oh yeah, right. You see it That's on Range Rovers. Characteristic of the supercar: the doors have to do something unexpected. That's yeah. right. The, a luxury car, suicide doors are cool. A luxury SUV has to have a tailgate. And you're seeing right now how much that matters with the new Toyota Land Cruiser that came out uh, two days ago. Was it yesterday? New Land Cruiser debuted without its rear tailgate, drop down tailgate. It went to a regular hatch, hatch, you know, raise up hatch. Mm. And people are not thrilled. Diehard Land Cruiser owners are pissed. They're like, I want a tailgate. Under oh yeah thing in general when you're overlanding or just camping you can put your stove there you can put your thing you can sit on it Sitting, I, I think is the key so my little pal little nissan pal actually has a clamshell a tailgate design oh cool when you fold that thing down and you sit on it there's no way to get that kind of effect on uh, like sitting like inside of the hatch of like a hatchback isn't the same thing as sitting on a tailgate yeah, it, nothing like a good it's sit. surface. It's just it makes everything better. I, yeah, I'm 100 percent on team tailgate here. Yeah. And so the new Land Cruiser. Bo, have you seen the pictures of the new Land Cruiser? I, I saw the pictures, not in person, but uh, it looks actually really cool. I've got to hand it to him. It does look cool. Diehard Land Cruiser fans, not happy. But it's really grand cheaper. Well, here's the thing. They think it's gone soft because it's based on the Land Cruiser Prado. Um, well, it is the Land Cruiser Prado which is known today as the lighter duty version of the Land Cruiser. But here's the thing. The new Prado is based on the same platform as the, the, the big dog Land Cruiser. So that means this American Land Cruiser, it's all based on the same platform. So it's not really, you know, is it really any more light duty? It's not clear. But here's what I will say. Even if the new Land Cruiser is a little bit lighter duty than the outgoing one, I think it's fine. First off, the outgoing Land Cruiser was 85 grand starting. Forget that. This one costs 55 grand starting. For 30 grand savings, get rid of the dang tailgate. Who cares? I've been attacked for that stance. But 30 grand, also 30 is a big chunk of money. It's, it's huge. Ridiculous. A 30 grand's a lot. I mean, that's huge. It's a you know, third of the price of the car. I'll also note that there are some parallels, historical parallels that I'm noting to the 1984 Jeep Cherokee XJ, the little boxy Jeep Cherokee that we all know and love. It replaced a huge body-on-frame SJ platform Jeep Cherokee. You know, the Grand Wagoneer is based on the same platform. It had a tailgate. It was heavier duty with heavier duty axles with with a big frame. And then it went lighter duty. It got smaller. It, I'm fairly sure it got cheaper. It did all the things that the new Land Cruiser did, and it was better. So it's like, I don't know. I don't think we should have the new Land Cruiser quite yet. I think that's a valid. I think that's a valid point and a pretty good, and a good analogy too, because I think most people would have seen the XJ as like a D, a, a step down from what the old old platform was. But it really it wasn't though. It was just smarter in a lot of ways. Yeah. More room inside, right, David? Even though it was smaller on the outside, it was ninety percent the volume. A thousand pounds less. Like that's just awesome. See that right there is amazing. All right, let's move on to the next topic. 
uh, speaking of that era of automobiles, sort of 80s, 90s ish, Fox Body Mustang, we need to talk about. Oh, yeah. Fox Body is so hot right now. Yep. Actually, I've come around to the Fox Body, um, specifically because of the one that Bo just bought. It's so, so clean. So here's the thing. We, we, we're talking about style, design, and, and what looks good, right? Because your eye looks at something new, and you either love it or hate it, right? Like today, people look at the Cybertruck. They hated it, and now it starts to grow on them, and they wonder why. The same thing is like with, with older cars. You get where you, you, you love it at first, and then when you yeah, you know, I don't know what, what, when it starts happening, maybe 10 years, you go, oh, man, that just looks so dated. And you, and you don't like it anymore. Your eye tells you that it's, it's no longer uh, pleasing. But then something happens like another 10 or 15 or 20 years after that. And that is, I don't know if it's the nostalgia gene start kicking up, but your eyes start to enjoy that design again. And that's what happened with the Fox body for me. You know, this was like the, the, the Mustang when I was in high school that I saw and I loved it. It was rad. That's what I wanted. Um, and then it started looking like an old used car. That's, you know, then it would be a used car, the used car lot, then it'd be something we wholesale because it's too old to even sell here. So then it's like, eh, but now, man, I'll tell you, it's coming back around. So the one that we got is a 1986 with the open headlights, uh, first year of the fuel injection on the V8, the five, you know, famous 5.0, just, just fantastic. I took it out. Had a great drive. Uh, another kind of weird, kind of fun thing is, um, you know, Galpin helped bring back the uh, the Mustang convertible. And this would have been one of the early Fox body. Though I think it came back in about 83. That's, um, a, that's an interesting time, especially because that was the period where everybody thought convertibles were dead. Exactly. And then there were a few companies that, just, that brought it back. You had the Mustang, VW Cabrio. Like yep. there were for a while, everyone thought there were going to. I remember the early '80s. Everybody was it, talking about convertibles are gone. Yeah, and we've always loved convertibles. So we actually had this car built in 1980, built into a convertible. We had one of the shops do it, and the president of Ford came in. Actually, the CEO, I think it was Phil Caldwell, and said, "Wait a minute, what's that? We don't build those anymore." And no. uh, actually asked if he could borrow it. We sent it back to uh, uh, to Detroit. And three years later, we had a Mustang convertible. And no, now, I, I didn't yeah, know that. that. That's yeah. So we were a little part of the, the Mustang history and, and that part, too. So uh, so here we are. Here's our new Fox body. 1986 5.0. Look at this thing, Torch. This one, this one is minty. It's so you know what? It's in so, great shape. Look at that steering wheel. That is. There's a lot of good details. I the front end of these, I kind of like better. Remember the earlier ones had that kind of uh, had like a big black grill. I think this is a much cleaner <laughs> front end. I like this with the small. This was in Ford's small grill era, which I see. Yeah. beam headlights. Yeah, the headlights are cool. Also, great side marker lamp. Underappreciated part of car. They could have just put a rectangle, but it's that angle that fits the, the the rake of the front end. That's that's just a nice touch. These are handsome cars. Boy, you know what? Thank you. I hadn't even noticed that. I've looked at this car my whole life practically and never noticed that. Thank you, Torch. That's I'm so cool. Do it, it's, that's I, what Torch I, does. Designer, it's a Torch effect. Thought about it. They could have used an off-the-shelf part, and they made a custom one that actually adds to the look of this car i love i love when i see shit like that all Great right job, so Ford. what is the plan for this thing so 
Well, it is time for a new era. We have been doing resto mods uh, for many, many years, which is, you know, taking modern technology and, and putting it under the hood, but retaining the, you know, the old car. So you get kind of the idea is the best of both worlds. Uh, you know, new engine, new powertrain, more reliable, start it up and go, drive it wherever you want. That's the idea. That's, that's been going on for years. And now, of course, people are saying, what about EV conversions? Can I, can I convert a classic car uh, uh, to, to be an EV? And so far, what we've seen are just ridiculous examples because they're so expensive. You know, $600,000 Jaguar and things like that. Well, that doesn't make any sense. If you really want to save Mother Earth, donate hundreds of thousands of dollars to do something to save the rainforest. Uh, don't buy an expensive car. Would be my uh, would be my advice. Buy it with gasoline. You're not going to make any difference. Uh, you know, uh, uh, for for what uh, for what it costs, you could do a lot more. Is what I'm saying. So yeah. what we're saying is, can can we really do uh, uh, an affordable uh, uh, EV resto mod and, and really do EV conversions? Uh, something that could you know look stock on the outside, but drive modernly and 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 be a be a be be a bev so that's what we're working on now and that's what this car is going to become wow yeah it's um you'll be able to read about it on the utopian I, i'm going to be following very closely this is really exciting because galpin autosports gas i mean its name is gas it is yeah. you know it's a company that is legendary for ringing the most power out of engines and now for the very first time this shop is going to do an ev conversion which is and to be clear people are excited are excited about this you know it's not it's not oh, like yeah. your technicians are like oh boy you know i love gasoline it runs through my veins uh, no it's like let's do this they've been trapping at the bit to do this so it, it, that, it's uh, been great it, it, it now we got this opportunity is this that crazy yes. motor? That, see, that's interesting on itself because this is hypothetically something regular people could do in a backyard, right? That would be the uh, that would be the idea. The um, thing is, I think we're going to find out that this is not something that the regular people can do in their backyard. Well, the the idea being, how, how do we make it where where we can figure out how to do it? And, yeah. but, but, you know, if somebody wanted to, why not? I mean, it, it, it's, well, I guess that's what we're going to find out. This it, is our learning yeah. journey, you know? Yeah. I, it's extremely exciting. Like to, you know, I, I just spoke with Eric, I think who's, you know, really going to be spearheading a lot of the work and oh, Eric's been the one that's been jazzed uh, over the moon about this thing. So I got to him and I was like, all right, so packaging is going to be tough, right? We got to figure out where to put batteries um, and Eric is, is he like, what, what's his role there? He's a technician of some sort at, at, uh, well, he's our, like our chief fabricator and he kind of oversees the back shop. Uh, and, is, and that's the, the back shops where we do the, the really big, big major work and resto mods and build cars and all that kind of stuff. Very talented guy. Very passionate guy. When I, when I chatted with him about this project, I, I you know, I posed a few questions like, Hey, this is going to be challenging from a from a packaging standpoint um yeah i have to go pee so <laughs> okay we'll, we'll keep the conversation going while jason is going so i was talking i was speaking with eric and i was like okay so where do we put the batteries okay how are we going to package the motor should we scan the whole car and figure out to, you know put the whole environment 
it into the digital world on, onto a computer-aided design software so that we can basically take our motor and fit it in the car virtually before we, you know, built fab up brackets and all that. And he's way ahead of me. You know, he's like, he literally two, two seconds later, he pulls up the CAD data for the, the <laughs> Mach-E um, okay. drive Thanks. unit, which by the way, Jason, you will be uh, amazed by this. Yes. It turns out SEMA. That was fast. Actually, Jason, you did not wash your hands, but anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> Turns out, Jason, SEMA actually has this some sort of program that involves companies uh, sharing CAD data of their parts. So. So um, Eric had all the CAD data for the Maki drive unit Um, and and he also he had some other CAD data in there that he got from SEMA, which is awesome. So we got to figure out how we're going to scan this all and um, and actually build this car virtually before building it in reality which is which is i think what's crazy to think about is when you think about ev conversions the layperson if they want to do it they're going to start with cad like yeah, today if right. i do an engine swap on my car i'm not i'm not you know some people will do it in cad but only engineers the layperson is going to basically bang some stuff out with a hammer cut some stuff weld some stuff and make it happen but now with EV swaps, I guarantee lay people are going to have to model it all up on their computers first because it's just so complex and it's a, it's an exciting new era. Is what battery packs are um are are, are using? Is it is it battery packs from Mach E battery packs or like what are they using? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure yet. Uh, yeah, I don't know yet either. Yeah, it's it, I don't it's, know if we know. No, not yet. Stay tuned. Um. You know, maybe we'll maybe we'll be able to talk with Eric about this at some point. At the very least, you'll see it on our site. Um, as we learn, you'll be able to learn. Um, there's a lot about electric cars that you know we don't know about, and electric car conversions. And you know, key to this project is going to be making sure that every step along the way, we're learning and we're cataloging and making sure that um, yeah, you know, we can. You know, I assume. Gas is going to become possibly, I don't know, it could be an EV conversion. Uh, that could be part of the business in the future. You never know. Well, we, we it's part of our business right now. This is this is right. the first step. So it a absolutely lot of will be. out there. Like a lot yeah. of them. Well, hopefully we can kind of like you pick your car and uh, then we'll figure out how to slap an uh, EV uh, powertrain in there, whatever it's called. <laughs> <laughs> Motor train. <laughs> yeah. Motor train. Uh, yeah. I guess you could power train still. Yeah, now. you could call it power train still. Um, okay, and then it's going to it's going to SEMA. We're gonna we're planning on a, a really. I if it all comes together, that looks like it will. I think we're gonna have a really cool uh, experience at SEMA where we uh, where we show it, and uh, uh, maybe it's even available for people to purchase. Uh, well, we're gonna see. It's 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 uh, it's gonna be interesting. SEMA is gonna be different this year. And we'll see how it comes off. Now it's like a concert. What's going on? You know, there's this big SEMA fest. Uh, and, and now, uh, you know, Imagine Dragons is playing and Wiz Khalifa. And I don't know what's going on in this crazy world, but, uh, you know, cool. Something different. It is cool. And you know what I do like about the Fox body Mustang? You got a really nice Fox body. And there are certain cars where if you were to have to like chop it up and, you know, EV convert it, people would be like, oh my gosh. Such a perfect example of this incredible car. It's blasphemy. It's a Fox body Mustang. I think like Plenty this is one of those cars that it's cool 
But like, there are so many of them that it's just a great candidate for this in some ways. I it'll be tough. Have- it'll be tough to package some things. And it being a convertible might be you know, stiffness might be an interesting challenge, but it's um, it, I'm excited for it. Hmm. Yeah, well, the, the stiffness should have been put in, you know, for the five liter, but it should have more horsepower as well. That's what we're aiming for. Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, and I and I agree. I think seven thousand of those were were made. Uh, I think convertibles. So there's wow. enough of them out there. So hopefully it won't upset too many people. But I'm yeah. If you have luggage room left after you package all the batteries in there, uh, I think that's called the back seat. But we'll see. <laughs> that's right. I agree. Who cares about the luggage room? Um, what matters is how you know how fast it is. I mean, that's what matters. Um, and if it's got a cup holder, right? Was that the other complaint I heard? Oh, <laughs> oh right. Oh, really? Back then, they may not have had one. Huh. I don't speaking think so. speaking of foxes, no, nah, actually, this transition's not going to work because there was no fox in my jeep, but. <laughs> there are a bunch of animals. Well, that that's that. That's a that. That's a that's a tough segue right there. I gotta <laughs> hear say, me I out. Hear me that, out. That didn't quite work. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But, uh, I have a family of cats living in my jeep. I don't know if anybody's been following. Uh, you know, on the website. This is a big story. This it's is a big huge. Story. This is this national is gonna make news. it. It is national news on par with the yeah Tony with the new Land Cruiser easily. That's right. My oh, I, I have say, this. I have a 1994 Jeep Grand Cherokee, not just any Grand Cherokee. It's a Holy Grail with a five-speed manual, one of 1,400 ever made. And um, a while ago, a cat gave birth to four kittens in that Jeep, which was all great and cute. And everybody's like, oh, that's nice. You should, you know, whatever. Um, it's adorable. It is adorable. It oh, my goodness. And my plan was to, you know, make sure that they were taken care of, that they were getting fed by their mother, and then eventually, may, uh, you know, adopt them out and you know make sure they have great lives last night i go to check on the kittens okay there's only one which you do nightly i hope right i do i do do every night but um i was in germany for like 12 days and three of the kittens left there's one kitten left it's it's the runt it's a really really small small everybody loves the runt it's the runt and I, i i agree the runt is great um and i get to my jeep and in the back, actually, you know, let me just show you the video real quick. Yeah, this is visual. I'm going to share this real quick. <laughs> it's got to be good. If it is, it's good. Uh, if David's disgusted by something, you know, it's got to. Oh, sugar. Hold on. We got, we got, we got <laughs> this isn't it. cool at all. Wait a minute. Hold on. Uh, Hold on. We got to get, we got to get some audio going. There we go. Okay. That's it. Everyone out of my car, cats, kittens. I don't give a crap because now we've got a possum in there. I got to <laughs> draw the line somewhere. I got to draw the line somewhere. Kittens are cute. That possum. First off, there's the mom cat. Upon arriving here, the mom cat, Z, was just sitting in the Jeep watching the possum eat cat food. Oh, look at this possum, by the way. It really does not care what I think about it. It really doesn't. It's just... It's officially the new owner of my Jeep. Oh, shit. How does it feel to own a Holy Grail Jeep Grand Cherokee possum? How does it feel? Probably pretty good. You own my car at this point. It, it, it knows I'm here. I'm not here. It, it I gotta really- say, kind of adorable, too. They're, I think possums are kind of great. They yeah. don't carry rabies. They're, they're only marsupial. I think, you, you're, I think you're, you're lucky to have a, a possum there, David. 
You know what? I've come around to possums. I used to think they were kind of scary and vicious, but actually they've got like four hands and they're, yeah, they're not. I once pulled out my desk when I lived in LA, my desk chair in the morning, and there were uh, about 12 possums under it because it was a mom with all her babies underneath. Aww, and then I found so one in my, my office here. They're, they're kind of great. So I say, David, uh, adopt the possum and the runt. That's what I think. Yeah, where's the runt? The runt? Okay, so here's what happened. I get there and the possum, as you saw, didn't really care that I was there. I mean, the possum, I was not banging on the glass and the possum was like, yo, dude, I'm eating. I'm like, what the heck is this, man? After a while, it finished up and decided uh, to go down into all the, the junk that's in the Jeep, at which point it reached the runt kitten. The runt kitten saw the possum and was like, holy crap, what is this monster? Sprinted to the windowsill on the driver's side and wanted to jump. I, I, I was looking at it. And it was looking to, it had never left the Jeep in its whole life since birth. And it was like, I'm getting the hell. I don't know what that thing is. I got to get out. I'm going to jump three feet onto the ground from this Jeep. It stopped. It decided at the last second, not to climbed onto the mirror and then climbed onto the hood. Then it saw me sprinted across the hood onto the passenger mirror and into the passenger window. And it decided, you know, what? I'll just hang out with this possum. I'm not going to deal with that. David dude. So, <laughs> so you're worse than a possum. I guess so. The the runt is still in the Jeep. Uh I'm going to I'm going to Don't you like it. feed that thing every day? Doesn't like you by now? What do you do to it? Um well, I thought we were making headway, but then I went to Germany for 12 days. Yeah, you, left, you left him. You, uh, you abandoned the poor kitten. Deadbeat dad. That's what we're seeing. Deadbeat dad. Deadbeat David. Dead. Mm. <laughs> let's, let's call it what it is. So anyway, um yeah. I'm, I'm the plan is to go back and um, it, tell the cat you were going to go out for a pack of smokes and you'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. oh, boy. Anyway, That's so good I, stuff. I'll, I'll adopt the little kitten, the, the, the runt. It deserves it. And um, the it three, doesn't like you. It's like, <laughs> give it time. We just got to get used to him again. Okay, All that's right. right. Give it some time. It's it's let your girlfriend. The, the cat will love your girlfriend. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that's right. true. Maybe she'll just take it. Yeah. All I know is the thing. I looked at the kitten post post possum. There is runt kitten pre possum, and there is runt kitten post possum. It is not the same kitten. Mm. The look mm. in its eyes post possum. Dude, that thing is shook. I don't Aww, know. Poor little pussy cat. That's right. Anyway, <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I'm I, I'm looking forward to having a, a Jeep cat uh, in my life. So I'll keep you everyone posted. Check out um, check out the Autopian. Uh, and this is a podcast. This is what I'm talking about. This is some great stuff right here. No, this is important. Who needs a guest to it? Just this this gold. All this love right. from our lips. More possum and cat news on the Autopian.com. More yep. of this general drivel that you've been, I mean, gold that you've been listening to on the Autopian podcast. We promise to work harder next time. We promise we'll do better. Uh, always. We're always, we're always <laughs> looking to, uh, to do better. Subscribe to this podcast. Uh, become an Autopian member. Um, and um, you know, if Members you love, are the coolest. That's right. If you love cars, become an Autopian member. Subscribe yeah. to the podcast and uh, follow us on social media and all that jazz. And definitely... Come back and listen to the next podcast.